Well, the team at the moment right now in the Big 12 Conference is the Baylor Bears. And who better than David Smoke to join us right here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And David, of course, Sikkim 365 Radio. Those guys do an outstanding job covering the Baylor Bears and, and for the most part, uh, the entire Big 12 as well. So, David, great to have you on. Before we talk about uh, the team, let's just look at where the Big 12 is right now. They've added BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston I know you've had a lot of reporting on this, but what do you think the next move is for the Big 12 going forward here? I do think that there is a a, um, a chunk, and, and that depends on whether you're not even talking about the four new teams. Of the eight remaining teams, I think it's kind of a – it's not a turf war because they're trying to figure out, do they go to Chapter 2? And Chapter 2, to me, would start with Boise State Memphis. That's – Based on what I've learned, what I'm kind of have been told by, you know, more than once, and there's always been a couple of other names I think even have been floated out there just to kind of get the reaction. But I, I do think that they would like to go more. I, I do. I, obviously, there's it's a fine line in adding, waiting until the summer of 2023 for Brigham Young and possibly the other three. Also, while you're maneuvering, managing, and kind of weaving in and out of all the legal stuff, with Texas and Oklahoma, and eventually when do they actually leave? Not when they say they want to leave, but when they do leave and what then the Big 12 gets out of that. So I do think they would like to go a higher number, but I also think it's not just to grow to grow. And a lot of times you hear that, Pete, but I do think they would like to expand from 12 above. But if, they, if, if, if there's not a reason to, they're, they're not going to just do it to do it. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So the reason has to be uh, football-related, I'm not getting left behind again. What, what would that motivation be based on your sources? I, I think it's, like, it's, it's almost like a spider web. Uh, the, it could be even one of the little, you know, like one of the tentacles could be, you know, the academic structure of a school. Like, for example, Tulane brings you an AAU type of uh, – value although you know and i love what their coach is doing there i know that they haven't you know they took oklahoma to the wire well heck everyone's taking oklahoma to the wire right now but i i do think that there you know it's still if you really look at it if if you look at like houston there was always the argument about but they don't bring eyeballs and okay let's say we know that the facts show that they really don't even the year that tom herman had that one team they beat oklahoma you know, there was a little momentum, but in the end, Houston is an A&M in Texas market. We know that. It's also a pro sports market. Uh, there's the argument about an SMU. Do they bring the city of Dallas? No, they don't bring eyeballs. Hell, TCU doesn't bring eyeballs in their own city in Fort Worth. It's a pro sports market, but you're still gaining a footprint in a larger city. Now, you could sit there and go, well, if you're going to do that, then why not San Diego State? If you're going to do that, then why not X, Y, and Z? Why not USF, whose name has been mentioned? And there's no question that they have at least been on the radar as someone that could be if there is a Chapter 2 in that mix. Now, right now, they would probably be on the outside looking in. But if you look at Memphis, there's two or three things that come to mind. And one of them is Memphis has to figure out Memphis. Right now, there's an ongoing battle in Memphis about you know, what do they want to do with the Liberty Bowl? How much do they want to commit to the Liberty Bowl? Fred Smith, you know, that FedEx, yeah. that's big money. But, yeah. but is Memphis going to use what he's given them already? Have they used it the way they needed to? It does bring a larger city like Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati brings a large city, a nice size city. Yep. Uh, and so I think that, it, you know, we keep hearing eyeballs. Yeah, you would love to have a blue chip, blue blood all of a sudden say, hey, I want to join. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. So you've got to do it in two or three ways. One, you, you hope that they're very good in football, or at least their athletic department seems to be on the up. And secondly, the possibility of kind of getting a chunk of a population that if it's not for game or TV eyeball, it could be for the possibility of what the alumni base can bring to the table when it comes to eventual who and how are they going to get into the streaming revenue as well. These are uh, excellent points. David Smokes joining us. So you mentioned you keep coming back to Boise and, and Memphis. Those, according to your sources, will be the next top two targets for the Big 12 if there is expansion phase two. I think so. I, I, I've reported that. I've mentioned it. I've validated it. I've, you know, I've, I've basically you know, doubled. I'm not like I'm doubling down. It's not about whether I have it, but we have been pretty fortunate. Uh, it, since the SEC story broke with Texas and Oklahoma, we have, I have, uh, Sikkim 365, we've been kind of ahead of the curve on many of these things. Uh, there was one time when I got fooled on what I wrote down compared to what I, was set, what I said, which was even, and I knew that, and I just missed one word in the sentence, was Southern Mississippi. They're not in the equation, but there was a quiet, or what you would call, there was a visit. There's visits to a lot of different places around the country, maybe 15 or 20 different schools, just to kind of see what's going on, you know, just to kind of see the infrastructure, to see what they have. Doesn't mean that they're on the radar, but I think the Big 12 is trying to be, one, smart, Two, they also understand that where some of these other schools, let's just name them, whether it's Memphis or Boise State or whether it's uh, Tulane or SMU or if it's someone else, USF, or you know what? The Big 12 at one point, what, a, me a month and a half ago was like dead men walking. And so I think they're trying to be fair. I think they're trying to do their due diligence. I think that they realize that the – uh, the way that they went about looking at realignment or adding teams in 2016 was arrogant, and I think it was more of a show rather than what they really wanted to do, and I think they're trying to do this right. But I do think that Memphis and Boise State, if there's a Chapter 2, would be 1 and 1A. Before we keep it rolling with David Smoke of Sikkim 365, I want to let you guys know about our sponsor of this show. It is MyBookie.com, and they have been longtime partners of Heartland College Sports, and the reason that they have remained a longtime partner, it's because you guys use their product, use their service, and use their sports book, as do I with all of my Big 12 college football and, yes, NFL bets as well. And they've got a special offer for Heartland College Sports Podcast listeners. With our, with our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, BIG12, you get a 100% deposit bonus just right out of the gates. You go there, you sign up at mybookie.com, you type in our promo code BIG12, and they double your money. So you put in 100, 200, you get 200, 400 to play with out of the gates. I mean, that's that's fun. That's fun money, by the way. I mean, it's free money as well to place those bets on whatever Big 12 game you want to look at for this weekend or next week. I mean, you got the Red River rivalry next weekend. You can't beat that, right? So there's a lot going on here. You want to get in on the action because conference play is starting in full force this weekend. TCU, Texas, Tech, West Virginia. OUK State, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Now is the time when things really pick up, and we'll be all over it, and so will our friends at MyBookie.com. Use our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, to double your deposit right now. What's the relationship, last thing, then we'll talk Baylor, the relationship between, uh, since you are obviously Sikkim 365, you're covering Baylor, 
the relationship right now or lack thereof between Texas and the rest of the Texas Big 12 schools, Baylor, TCU, and Texas Tech? Is that just a fried relationship? Like, what's what's the story there? Well, I still think that whenever they decide and whenever it's legally settled, when they leave the conference, whatever year that might, might be, I would think that it makes more sense. Initially, I was like, hell, they're not going to finish that. After this year, they're gone. But I think it's going to take a little longer. I think it might be in the summer of 2023, which was also when Brigham Young comes into the conference and the other three hope to. I, I still think you'll see – now, this is also uh, going to be a Texas question. Who do they want to continue any kind of non-conference relationship with? I asked Mac Rhodes, AD at Baylor, about two weeks ago, I said, would you be for any kind of non-conference games with Oklahoma and Texas? Now, because of remember, Pete, when A&M split and immediately it became this, you know, blank you, blank you, we'll never play you again. Well, the only time we'll ever play you is if we need to. Well, you know, remember was that? It was kind of still nasty. And I know it's a rivalry, but that's just a bunch of egos talking. We don't need you. We don't need you. To me, I think you leave that door open. Now, whether Oklahoma or Texas want to include Baylor or TCU or Oklahoma State or anyone else on their non-conference schedules, I don't know. I would think Texas Tech would probably want to continue to have some sort of a non-conference series with Texas. No one's told me that. They haven't said that. But after this past weekend, they may not want to play Texas ever again because that mm-hmm. was a disaster down in Austin. <laughs> but I still think I think there'll be a – There'll be a little bit. There'll be a communic. There'll be a door of communication. But believe me, I don't think there's any. Tr- there's a, there's a really a major lack of trust uh, when people think about whatever they want to agree to from those being left behind when it comes to Texas and Oklahoma, and and for good reason. Mm-hmm. David Smoke, Sikkim three sixty five, joining us. All right, David. This Baylor team gets the win of the weekend in the Big Twelve, beating Iowa State four and zero in the top twenty five. You know, it's amazing to me to think that that Matt Rule, of course, never beat a ranked team. It's their first ranked win since 2014, if I had that right. So what is it about this game in particular and what it does for this program in Dave Aranda? I asked him that. I was in his office, uh, fortunately, just recently. I did my my every other week one-on-one with him, and I said, does beating a ranked team, you know, does it change the way you get up in the morning? Does it?" And he's, he's downplaying that right now. He's absolutely downplaying it. He's also downplaying the fact that they're ranked, I think, 21st in the Associated Press poll. It's, you know, again, you see these clo- there's coaching cliches, 1-0, win the week, you know, focus, whatever. And Matt Rule had that, and others had that as well. It's not like it was just invented recently. To me, it's a big deal. If, here's how, I may even bring this up today on the show with what we do. Look at what they have been through since the summer of 2016. Art Briles gone. Interim coach Jim Grobe. Matt Rule comes in. He's gone. Goes to the NFL because he succeeded at Baylor. Dave Aranda, first year, a disaster record-wise at 2-7. and seven. No spring drills. COVID. All sorts of mess up when it comes to the roster and the depth chart. They keep bouncing back. They went from losing their perhaps best coach ever, although a lot of people would still always like lean to Grant Tapp because of what he did when he arrived in the 70s. But the guy that won a couple of Big 12 championships and put them on the national map, uh, to then an interim coach, then they go one and eleven. Then two years later they're in the Sugar Bowl. Then they go two and seven, and then now they're four and zero. Oh. I don't know if that means four to six to eight to nine wins, or do they end up with just enough to get into a bowl game? 
But it was. I think it's a huge win. Iowa State is really good. I've seen a lot of the chatter or some of the things from even national writers or whatever. It's a nice win for Baylor, but Iowa State's not as good as people thought. Well, they have some warts. No one ever said they were perfect. But this is a senior, some, what, four, five, or six-year seniors on that Iowa State team. Yeah. Matt Campbell's one of the hottest names in coaching. They had almost everybody back, and Baylor beat them. And in some cases, the first half beat them at their own game and then held on to win. And I think it says a great deal about the program. I think it's a great one. Now, it's only as good as what you do in Stillwater, but it does give you a chance. You've doubled your wins from a year ago. And, and who knows, maybe it sets you up to be in this conversation when you get to November and later. Gary Bohannon at quarterback, David, is is this a guy who is being, I guess, set up for success and the game plan is just kind of working well with what his skill set is right now? Or are we seeing a guy blossom into what could be one of the better quarterbacks in this league? Well, you know, you look around with some of the other guys that have not had the best of starts, whether it's Spencer Rattler. I thought Spencer Sanders really kind of bounced back with what he did against K-State. Texas Tech's quarterback is hurt. Kansas State's quarterback is hurt. TCU's got Duggan, but they're coming off the loss to SMU. Uh, it looks like Casey Thompson has sold everything at Texas. West Virginia is still kind of a, you know, I mean, Daggy, okay, but is that is is, is that the, the the end run here? It was a they played their guts out against Oklahoma, and I'm not trying to forget anybody, but I I think uh, yeah I think now the second half was hard. Gary got handled. I mean, the, the Baylor offense, which really did not not everything they wanted, but they really kind of had Iowa State on their heels a little bit. He started to get more pressure. He got sacked more. He turned it over. He's going to have to obviously protect the football. But he didn't make the, like, deadly mistake. Although one, one, one time he almost did, his knee was down. He didn't make the deadly mistake. And then the Baylor defense got back the ball back when he, did, when he made a mistake. I think you're seeing a guy, first of all, everybody loves him. Uh, and and he's, he seems to be someone that is, like, soaking in every ounce of football knowledge he can. And, Pete, we got to remember, he didn't throw the ball much for three years. He didn't throw them basically other than Charlie Brewer in the last game against Oklahoma State. Nobody threw but Brewer, as Zeno got a few snaps at the end. He Every time he takes a snap, it's like a rookie quarterback in the NFL. There's going to be some ups and downs. Sometimes you're going to go, oh, and sometimes you're going to go, uh-oh. But I do think he has handled it very well. They got to run the, They have to be able to run the ball. They were able to do that just enough against Iowa State. He can run. He's a multi-threat. He's got a gun. We've seen that. He can throw the deep out. He can throw pretty much any pass. It's just everybody now has more and more room on him. It's like a pitcher who comes into the major leagues for the first time, and he's got two or three pitches. Eventually, they get enough film or enough data where they, the, 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 the hitters start to react to that. And now the question is, can Baylor and Bohannon then be ready for the reaction, for the adjustments, and keep moving forward? I, he is a wonderful kid. Love the success he's had. Second half was rough. Iowa State's a good football team. So what's the formula, David, for this Baylor team to be heard down uh, the stretch of the Big 12 season? Is it a defense with a grinded-out type of offense with Abram Smith, or is this a team that, that you know, as the playbook opens up and Bohannon gets more comfortable, can hit that big play over the top? What's going to be that formula going forward? Well, two years ago when they had that really good team that had Oklahoma on the ropes in that first game yeah. and then had them in a little bit of trouble that they bounced back in the second half or late in the game against Oklahoma, that, that was easy. 
they were great defensively. I mean, I use the word great very rarely. I'm very careful about that. They were great defensively. That 2019 team up front, those the defensive line, all of them had a chance, and some of them are still in the NFL. They're not quite there with this defensive front. So that's what separates. But the speed they have, Matt Campbell even mentioned it in the postgame, it's one of the fastest teams he's ever seen. The defense did not. They gave up 400 and some yards against Iowa State. They let some guys get loose. Of course, Brees Hall is fantastic. But they did. They gave up a couple of long drives right before the half. They gave up one also, you know, when it looked like they had the game kind of in, in play. So they've got – and Dave Aranda told me today he wasn't happy with it. they got to get better. Penalties have hurt this team. Pen, they, they're not good enough to have penalties and lose the turnover margin. They found a way to beat Iowa State despite that uh, on Saturday. But it was, I mean, hanging on by the, their fingernails. I, I do think that they would like to run the ball, do some, like, uh, waggles and or on occasion play action off of it that gives Bohannon some time. They'll get tested in Stillwater, loud crowd. Oklahoma State's feeling good because he Kansas State was playing really good football. This will be a, the ultimate road test for him. Not Because if you think about it, Baylor has Brigham Young, West Virginia, Iowa State, Texas, and Oklahoma all at home. Wow. All of like, yeah, that's, that's fantastic if you're pretty good. That's fantastic if you're not very good. So they have a lot of those games at home. And – so this is a road test against Oklahoma State. They'll have to play at TCU, and Gary Patterson's had a lot of success against Baylor over the years. But I, I do think that's the formula. They're, and I think Saturday, when they watch the film over the weekend, they realize, man, we, we got to do better. They can't win games when they have penalties in the turnovers. Not many people can, but they're not good enough to do that against good teams and do it consistently. Absolutely. He is David Smoke, Sikkim 365 Radio. Love what those guys are doing covering the Baylor Bears every single day who are off to a 4-0 start and in the top 25. David, great to have you on. Always appreciate the uh, the insight and the perspective, my friend. Thanks for being here. Pete, anytime. Keep doing what you're doing as well, man. It's all about college football. Love it. And we love having David Smoke on the show. Reminder, free koozies for you. Yes, free Heartland College Sports koozies for you. When you leave us a rating and a review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you end up getting your free koozie, and it's a great way to, you know, represent. And all you got to do is leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It's really that simple, and then you send me a screenshot. And our friends at MyBookie, promo code BIG12, BIG12, doubling your deposit right out of the gates the best promo code you can find when it comes to online bookies i'm pete mundo or heartlandcollegesports.com you guys be well we'll talk to you soon busy week ahead take care